The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Jason's over here trying to confuse me. Oh, man. He's out. You're just confused in general, bro. But it's going to be it. It's going to be okay. But good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 26th. And today is National Financial Crime Fighter Day, National Tennessee Day, National Mule Day. So it's officially the Democrats' holiday, and National Mince Meat Day. I almost messed up on that one. And. Oh, Rico, you're going to love this one. It's National Pumpkin Pie Day. And uh, last Fuck but that. Not- Sweet potato pie for life, man. Sweet okay. potato pie for life. All Pumpkin right. pie ain't shit. Okay. All right. All right. And, and it is also National Day of the Deployed. So thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that fancy little QR code up there in the corner of your screen to find out where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And now we are also streaming on Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. So welcome to anyone joining us from any of those platforms as well. And we are going to kick it off with the dope dad himself. That's right. It's Rico Lamit, who finally maybe has a soundboard working together but we're not sure on all of that and who loves vaping apparently oh look at that he got a soundboard look at that oh boy it is the dope dad himself rico Lamit. kill that little golf clap jason i love the golf <laughs> clap bro that's fucking great <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So my story is coming out of uh, New Jersey today, where I implore you all to follow the money. Now, back in January, cannabis-friendly Washington Township, New Jersey-based Park Bancorp, publicly traded as PKBK, reported an armored car company it uses to transport and store funds designated for cannabis-related customers had, quote-unquote, some cash stolen from a vault. That was 10 months ago. Now... After contracting an outside accounting firm, Park confirmed some cash amounted to roughly $9.5 million theft, prompting the bank to book the loss in the third quarter. As a result, profit from profit for the Southern New Jersey and Philadelphia area institution fell 90% to $1 million, or just $0.08 cents a share, um, it announced Wednesday. Park CEO Vito Cantillon uh, said in a statement that Park's Will uh, Park will now seek to recover the losses, including through insurance. Um, he said this: Although the this theft is painful and was unexpected, we were un uh, we are fortunate to have financial strength and earnings to absorb the loss. The bank claims to have first learned of the quote unquote probable theft from an armored car company that transports and stores cash for its customers in the cannabis trade. The company allegedly told Park that some of the cash stored for the bank is missing from its vault and is presumed to have been stolen. After the initial reporting of the incident, Pantaleon refrained from identifying the armored car company involved or the location of its vault. But in a vague statement, he said this, it is difficult to protect against all bad acts of individuals intent on doing harm to the bank or our customers. 
The disclosure was included as a quote-unquote notable contingency in the following earnings report, a mere footnote after Park Bancorp reported record annual earnings of $41.8 million, a 2.6% increase from 2021's performance. Uh, now, I'm admittedly no expert on bank robberies, vault theft, or armored uh, vehicle heists, but for a regional bank that ended two, uh, 2022 with record assets of $1.98 billion, uh, that just so happens to hold and transport cash for cannabis companies to immediately after reporting said earnings fall victim to a heist that wiped out all the cash designated for cannabis. I don't know, y'all. Some ain't clicking <laughs> here. Of course, old Vito Pantillion's uh, $9.5 million was insured, and I'm sure Park's payout from the loss more than put it back in a, a winning position. But what about the companies that were relying on that money to pay their bills? I'm not saying that the bank director's list of best U.S. banks of 2023 honoree is actually a predatory lender here, most likely involved in whatever went down in the alleged vault theft uh, of said unnamed armored transport company. I'm just telling y'all to follow the money. Uh, I'm Rico Lamite, dopest dad on the street for uh, High Nine News. What do y'all think about this? I mean, when I saw you put this story up, Rico, I was like, oh, man, I see his little spin. He's going to go on a whole tangent about how safe banking right. isn't going to be. Is <laughs> I, I was just waiting for you. Safe to, banking to, ain't yeah, so safe. Exactly. I was just waiting for you to say that, bro. I was. <laughs> man, two point what million dollars worth? Nine point five. Nine point five million. Nine point five million dollars stolen from a bank. That's a serious ro robbery right there. Only money that was designated for cannabis. Now, when you say it's only designated for cannabis, do you mean that it was money that was designated to support cannabis or this was actual cannabis money? It was on a armored, uh, allegedly, it was on a armored uh, uh, transport vehicle dedicated for cannabis only. So and, um, he did not. Yeah, the, the, the company was not named. Um, it was immediately after they announced his big earnings. <laughs> so I have a question because we, we all know that there's no way in hell that that all the stores in New York are uh, are doing that much revenue. New Jersey or New, Jer mm -hmm. New Jersey doing doing during that much revenue. So I'm wondering, are they also bringing in trap shops in with this? Mm. I don't know, man. Follow the money. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think I don't know. I don't think they're doing that much money, but could, could be wrong. Has a way of growing legs. What's that, Dale? Right. Figured that out already. And I've been involved in many businesses where large sums of money just all of a sudden the math doesn't add up. What could happen to it? Well, when was it stolen? Because that's part of the problem we have. If you have money in a bank account, you're transferring inner bank. Someone can't walk in and grab a package with a million dollars of cash in it. And it's not that hard to do it in our industry. It's just it's concerning because you you don't you can't go to a bank or they close your accounts down. So you get stuck with these all around your money and hopefully they're gonna store it and not lose it types of companies. How long did it take between this theft and it being reported? Those are some of the interesting yep. statistics you look at and go, why in the did it take so long for someone to say something about this? Well, all, they're waiting for the report of earnings to come out before they go, oh, shit. You know, yeah. oh, shit. Well, 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 not yeah, to mention. It was, it was just, it was just it, yeah, it was just a footnote in the earnings call after that. <laughs> so and then 10 months later, they, they mark it up as a loss for Q3. <laughs> I mean, this this, this Bringing their earnings to just $1 million last quarter. <laughs> this, sound, this sounds super, super sketchy to me. And I... Also super wonder sketch. super sketch. I also wonder too, um, why 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 wouldn't any of this money, if it was all from legitimate proceeds, why wouldn't any of that uh, be insured by the carrier? The money was insured by the bank. Um, we don't know who the carrier was. Well, I mean, they never named they the carrier. Made it to the bank. Well, like, I mean, I'm so confused on this story. It's, it's, it sounds like well, it sounds like the criminals knew who the carrier was. Somebody knows who the carrier was. Yeah, exactly. Somebody knows. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would think you would think if you were a uh, the CEO of a bank, right? Um, you would put word out who this carrier was, so people know like they were not prudently uh, armoring your cash. But um, we don't know who the carrier was, Jason. Mm -hmm. They did not announce who it was. Maybe it was a pigeon. 
You heard of a carrier pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it was carried away. Yeah, maybe it was Mike Tyson. He got these pigeons to, you know, what I'm saying, go and pick up all these bags. Could be, man. He's, he's I'm sorry for my, uh, sorry for my tardiness. I didn't, I didn't actually know how to get in here. I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. I've been in the the on the app for a while now, trying to get in here. And I'm like, it's high nine news. There we go. I need to get a joint. Yes, I'm here. Welcome, Anthony. Tony, uh, did uh, did you by chance on the way to the studio this morning uh, pass a bank vault with nine point five? <laughs> million dollars no consequently i'm fortunate enough to have this big studio on the southwest wing of my house so i just got up and i just walked over this way you just walked down the corridor the door and then came yeah i went out i'm serious like yeah. i went down the corridor i went up yeah i went up that came down the corridor and I opened the door and i came in did you, did you pay 9.5 million dollars for that house absolutely not no absolutely not no Oh man, what do you think about this, Rochelle? Who spent nine point five million dollars on a home? That's a lot of house. What What do you think about that's this, that's Rochelle? I don't know. It sounds, to your point, super sketchy. I feel like it was probably some kind of inside job. It's, it's very convenient mm -hmm. that the uh, the events played out in the order that they did. Put it that way. And and and. Uh, and, and from my understanding, Rico, at least from how, how I un interpreted how you delivered the story, they reported this, like, late. Like, they didn't report it, like, right once it happened. They reported this, like, later on. They, report, they reported it weeks after it happened in yeah. January, and nothing came of it in January. So now, 10 months later, they said that they hired an outside accounting firm, and the accounting firm said that they confirmed $9.5 million was missing. And um, luckily... Um, um, this is after they had a, a, a record earnings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Luckily, uh, all of the money was insured, so no harm, mm -hmm. no foul, I guess. Yes, man, man, oh man. Somebody someone, someone came back. up. Someone. Came that's up. why we insure things, so things can go missing, right? That's that's what it sounds like to me, Anthony. That is exactly what this sounds like to me. This is man. ridiculous. Yeah. Someone, yeah. so, someone came up. Someone came up, and I'm willing to bet. I'm, yeah. I, I agree with Rochelle. I think this is definitely some type of inside job somewhere, somehow. That's Gotta generally, be. Yeah, it's generally, yeah. Like, and and the just just for the pure and simple fact that it wasn't reported exactly when it happened is is already to me sounds sketch. And who was the transporter? Who was the armor? It was, <laughs> who was it, the armored car service that I thought, they were using? I thought. I, 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 I well, I thought we figured that part out. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the 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 pigeon uh, pigeon armored truck service. Oh yeah, uh, pigeon pigeon armored uh, services. Yes, yeah. yes. Just to come and fly away with your cash. Yes, I do. Man, well, 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 well. We're gonna keep this show rolling. We're gonna roll right into a commercial, and we're gonna be right back. How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Yeah, I bet it's the Gone. same same thief that stole the forty million from Michigan, but nonetheless, probably was man. He probably had one of those striped <laughs> his Hamburglar. That's what it was. Yeah. But up next, he's known for smoking on the best weed in the world and his unwavering support of the grand old party. That yes. <laughs> now yes. apparently has a speaker, Maga Mike. But uh, y'all know who he is, <laughs> Jason Ack. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, and c congratulations to Mega Mike on uh, in securing the speakership. I can't wait to see what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Is he pro cannabis? Uh, we're gonna find out how pro cannabis he is, but uh, I'm 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 willing to bet that he'll give uh, safe banking a fair shot. So, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. I don't know. Re I know Rochelle has a whole story about that, so we're we're not gonna go into all that right now. But I have an interesting story, international for story for you. You ready for this, Rico? Switzerland is to establish the first legal cannabis dispensaries in Europe amid a pilot project. Switzerland's health authority has been granted approval to establish the first legal adult-use cannabis dispensaries in Europe amid a pilot project. Germany-based cannabis company, get ready for the name, Rico, Sanity Group, is the Swiss Institute and the Swiss Institute uh, for Addiction and Health Research, known as ISGF, obtained this week the final approval from the Federal Office of Public Health, BAG, 
to launch a cannabis pilot study in Basel Landschaft, better known as Baselland. The approval comes after receiving the green light from the Ethics Committee, Northwest and Central Switzerland last year. The study known as the uh, Grasshaus Projects is scheduled to start later this year. Its primary goal is to gain a deeper understanding of the consequences of regulated cannabis availability. The knowledge gained from this study will play a pivotal role in shaping potential cannabis regulations in Switzerland. Notably, Sanity Group is the only non-Swiss company participating in the Swiss pilot projects, which will start the distribution process by opening a store in Auschwitz with plans for another store in Listel to follow. In particular, the study will document participants' consumption patterns and assess their physical and mental health. It will involve up to 3,950 healthy adults residing in the canton of Landschaft, and adult-use cannabis consumers will have to undergo a medical sustainability test and complete an initial online survey to be involved in the study. If they are successfully admitted to the study, they will be able to legally purchase cannabis at designated points of sale in the future, facilitated by a participation card. Oh, man, that just sounds crazy. But nonetheless, in a press statement, Professor Dr. Michael Schwab, the scientific director of ISGF, who will be leading the study, mentioned that the knowledge acquired from this research could contribute to an informed discussion in the field of health policy. The discussion would revolve around responsible use of cannabis and could provide a foundation for making decisions regarding long-term regulations. In a quote, in addition, we want to investigate whether we can gain better access to high-risk users with for example, mental health problems, in order to refer them to appropriate cantonial care centers, he stated. It sounds like a trap. In another quote, together with the ISGF, we are developing concepts for safe sales based on health protection, youth protection, and prevention. We expect interesting findings from the study, and the results will be of international interest, stated Finn Hansel, CEO of the Sanity Group, in the same press release. What is unique about this project is that unlike other Swiss projects, dispensing will not take place via pharmacies or clubs, but via stores at a point of sale, initially in the municipality of Oshwil. According to the press release published by the Sanity Group, the dispensary has been recently arranged, uh, making, it, making it Europe's first legal store for people to buy cannabis in Auschwitz. Another store in Lisital will open in the next few months, selling different cannabis products like flowers, extracts, hash, edibles, and vape liquids. All cannabis products will adhere to quality standards by the pilot trials for the controlled dispensing of non-medical cannabis, better known as BETMPV, and the organic regulations in, in Switzerland. These products will be manufactured by the Swiss cultivation partner, Swiss Extract. In a quote, the entire value chain is united under one roof with us, cultivation, processing, and packaging take place exclusively in Switzerland. In addition, we document the production processes from the plant seed to the end product. Swiss extract is a life's work for us with sincerity towards people and the environment, said Stefan Strasser, CEO of Swiss extract in a press statement. The cost of cannabis flour is expected to vary ranging from CHHF to CHHF. F12, which is basically translates to $8.91 to $13.37, depending on the THC content, which tells me they already are doing this wrong. The pilot study will begin in the fourth quarter of 2023 and run for five years, and the approval of the pilot study in Basel Landschaft marks the sixth cannabis project recently launched in various cities across Switzerland. Since last year, Switzerland has granted several cities, including Basel, Bern, uh, Beal, Bieni, Lucerne, Geneva, and Zurich the opportunity to start their own cannabis pilot projects. Zurich, which has recently been reported to lack cannabis consumers, is currently seeking 400 eligible individuals to participate. The results of these experimental projects may not be 
confined solely to Switzerland, which is a non-EU member state. They can also serve as valuable case studies for other European countries aiming to legalize adult-use cannabis within the European Union's legal framework, which currently prohibits the full legalization of the sale of adult-use cannabis. This is something that Germany has ex- has experienced as it as it has had to revise its initial plan to legalize the sale of adult-use cannabis following a red light from the EU Commission. Now it's in the process of legalizing cannabis for personal use by allowing cultivation, possession, and establishment of cannabis social clubs. In a later phase, it will begin experimental Pro, uh, an experimental project to allow restricted and controlled sales of cannabis products to assess the effects on public health and the population. Similar experiments have been uh, designated in the Netherlands where adult use cannabis is not legal but is tolerated, and the government has recently granted permission to the municipalities of Breda and Tilburg to begin a pilot program in December. Well, 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 I'm a little disappointed that they didn't mention Davos in any of these uh, cities. But nonetheless, I want to see what you guys have to say. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think? I like a lot of it, man. And as far as on the world, world stage, I love it. I love what they're doing. But like you said, we're already starting off on the bad foot, teaching how we're going we're gonna to charge more for the THC content. Instead of actually teaching people what it is within the plant that makes them feel the way they do. Well, well, you know, Stone too. One of the other parts of this story is is like you're going to have to get this card. You're going to have to. It, it basically sounds like they're creating a medical program, but trying to disguise it as an adult use program because they're saying that you're going to have to go and see these different doctors and get all this. So to me, it doesn't sound like it's really truly adult use. Um, in, in that sense, it sounds like this is a, a hyped up medical program. And not to mention, it also mentioned in there that they're looking to find people with mental illnesses so they can basically put them into uh, mental housing, it sounded like. At least that was my interpretation from the article. So what you're saying, Jason, is that the sanity group is not very sane. Maybe they are, but it's the people that they're going to treat might not be sane. But we'll see. Even a study doesn't fix this problem. I'm surprised <laughs> to say there's nobody smoking weed and burn. Like, wait, 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 wait. You're just not scratching and sniffing enough. People smoking weed everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. Imagine their shock when some of these people that are delusional or, you know, distressed go to this place where they're given high and potent marijuana three meals a day and good rest and a shower and how they've changed their disposition and they're more happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And I just, I, I, I will say the best thing I think about this project so far is the fact that, that it didn't mean it mentioned that they were going to be producing and cultivating the stuff all within Sweden. So that means that the Swedes are going to be safe from all the Canadian boof weed. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Germany. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're opening. You're happy that way. That... I'm happy that they're opening, and people will, will have at least have access about that. Yeah, but what 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 if you what if you want to have access and you're not eligible to qualify for one of these cards for some reason? They'll find a way. It's Switzerland, man. Yeah. They'll find a way, huh? You can qualify for Texas. You can qualify in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do. They do a great job of um, taking care of people's money. Mm-hmm. out there uh that gets lost out, uh, uh, everywhere else maybe new jersey no maybe it was the switzerland uh switzerland uh armored car service that picked up all that money in your story rico it could have been it could have been mm-hmm. you know maybe one of the pigeons took it over the pond you know what i'm saying could have could have happened could stranger things have happened I, w- I wish the sanity group much luck on this endeavor um i just hope more, more people get access and they get uh safe cannabis to consume how about that mm-hmm. mr positivity today right any thoughts on this rochelle i think it's interesting how all of these european markets are doing these pilot programs and kind of doing it all the same way too which is interesting um which makes me think that they're definitely talking about how this is going to play out on a higher level in the eu well yeah and and like and the, they're they're all labeled as pharmaceutical groups too well, yeah, and it also it also referenced that Germany wanted to start with full use uh, adult use sales as far as like with dispensaries, but the EU prohibited that. Yep. See another union bust, basically. See what I'm saying, Rico? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most of the companies over there are union, aren't they? 
just saying. European Union. Yeah, just I don't saying. think they're busting up unions over there. I think they just uh, do a better job of governing their people. They have less dysfunction like uh, we do here in America. See, I, I don't think that we have dysfunction in here. I think we have open ideas and allow for those free discussions of ideas, and it just kind of looks messy Planned sometimes. Out the lessons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, nonetheless, we're going to keep this train rolling. We're going to roll right in to everybody's, that's right, everyone's favorite attorney. Mr. Dale Schaefer, he is the founder of Armada Law Practice and at one point in time did some time for a cannabis crime. That's right. It is Mr. Dale Schaefer. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, my story this morning is a cautionary tale. It comes out of the Law 360 and uh, Medford, Massachusetts. The headline is FBI informant lied to nab attorney and pop bribe a jury hears. Um, this involves some characters that uh, I don't know personally, but I've certainly been in the room with some of these uh, similar character types. We have an attorney who's a real estate attorney um, from the Medford area, and he gets hired by uh, a group called Theory Wellness who are trying to open some retail stores in Massachusetts. I don't know this guy knows shit about marijuana or cannabis or cannabis law. Uh, but he did know the, the brother of the police chief in Medford. And they set up a, a commission to review the applications. This is where it starts to get a little interesting. Um, this attorney approached the brother of the uh, police chief of Medford, inquiring about what it would take to get a favorable review from his brother, the police chief, and uh, lean on the mayor to get this company to... Um, one of these local licenses. <clears throat> now, uh, as soon as this attorney approached the brother, he went to this brother, the police chief, then called the FBI, and this game was on like Donkey Kong. And the cautionary tale is that if you're at a meeting and somebody tries to ask you for money to assure you that you're going to get something from the government, your butt should pucker a little bit, and you should wonder, uh, am I being taped? because I've been in those rooms before and it gets real uncomfortable when someone offers to be a consultant or something for X number of thousands of dollars a month to make sure you get uh, all the skids or grease to get you through the process. So this attorney uh, met with uh, the police chief's brother uh, six times, wired up, and the jury was played the recordings. <clears throat> and so the attorney for or this uh, accused attorney, and this is a federal case in the federal courts in Massachusetts, so the U.S. attorney is going after him. And uh, the brother who was wired up uh, was uh, cross-examined by uh, the attorney for this uh, target attorney and asked about, oh, you lied, and the FBI told you what to say, and um, I admitted, yeah, you know, I didn't tell my brother anything else other than the first meeting. And what I said was basically what the FBI uh, told me to say. And this is uh, targeting what we call entrapment. And I think the problem this attorney has is that when he approached the, the chief's brother, he took the first steps towards committing this crime. It was not like drug in from the cold, put in a position to start committing crimes he never wanted to commit before. That's what entrapment is. <clears throat> if you start the process, uh, to commit this crime, cops are allowed to lie to you, and trust me, they will. They can be wired up for sound. They can put videos in rooms where you meet. They can keep the cash, give you marked cash. There's all sorts of crazy things that can happen. And then when you're sucked into court, um, you end up trying to defend yourself. Now, I, I had a similar uh, sort of defense Cops came to my house and assured me that everything I was doing was fine and they were working with the feds. And so we tried to argue entrapment by estoppel. Problem was, when the cops showed up, I was already growing weed. So it wasn't like they convinced me to grow weed, I was already doing it. So in the case of this attorney, um, he was not entrapped into doing something that was illegal. He started the process of illegally bribing this person to get a favorable result before the FBI got involved. So I think his argument of entrapment is, uh, is not going to go very far. But 
it's a cautionary tale. If you're involved in getting licenses in the cannabis industry, be very, very careful of people asking you to pay money or uh, offering to pay somebody money or other consideration to try and get ahead of the line. You can get spanked. We've had these problems in California. Some of you may have followed some of these local officials who got pinched in federal stings. Uh, it can be a problem for you. And I can tell you that the sporks they make you eat off of and the shitty clothes you have to wear in prison is not worth any of this. So be careful. Tell us back at you. What do you all think about this? Man, the sporks, Dale. The sporks are rough. They're going to become popular. Yeah. Thank you for the cautionary tale, uh, Dale. Here is, um, I think they should outlaw the entire federal informant program, period. Like outlaw uh, all these informants and everything, because if you ain't snitching, you're you're forced into a position to snitch, and then what are you gonna do when you're on the streets again? Like a lot of people end up missing, a lot of people end up dead. Um, the whole thing's messed up, and there's no accountability. That's it's a lot of money gone to that programming too that's unaccounted for as well so so dale so this so this guy lied on the stand while testifying correct oh he told the truth but he told the truth that he lied to the um, attorney okay all right that's why i was I, I was a little confused on that so thank you for that clarification got it and they are absolutely allowed to do that yes i was gonna say they're 100 percent allowed to do it but if he actually did lie on the stand then he could be prosecuted correct Oh yeah, that's perjury. That's mm-hmm. perjury. Purge. Yep. Yeah, the purge. The big well, purge. and the way a lot of these roll up is we're watching in the national level right now that you know a bunch of people get sucked into these cases, and then they start rolling up um, people cutting deals and and uh, agreeing to testify. Now everybody that does that's dirty. You know, my case, we had two two guys that got arrested that agreed to turn state's evidence against me. They were lying sacks of shit, and I admitted to everything I did. But that's how this sort of happens: is you get caught up with a bunch of people, everybody gets named, and then lower people start getting offers that it's hard to walk away from, and you get cooperation agreements. And the next thing you know, um, people who are informants are on the stand, and you can't believe the goddamn thing they say. That's how many, if not most, of these federal cases. And criminal cases involving multiple people work out. Somebody dimes somebody else out. And Rico, you're right. Streets will fucking kneecap you. You're lucky. Mm-hmm. They never find your body. So that's sort of the battle we fight. We're stuck in between a black and a white market. And a lot of people have, you steal $9.8 million from people in the black market. Uh, they'll know exactly when it was stolen and someone's going to die. Yep. That's how the world works. At least one person. At least, at least one. At least one. Facts. Anyone else? Any thoughts? All right. Seeing though, we're going to move right on into commercial. We're going to be right back. Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion, research, innovation. King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers by farmers. Don't mess around. Try the crown. I I did time in the feds. I did six years in the feds. I was in Otisville, I was in Lewisburg, I was in Fort Dix, I was in MDC and MCC, and I was uh, I was comfortable everywhere I was at. Anthony. But all I know is that the people there, they be telling. And when you just look, it's like everybody's like, we call it cars. So if you from New York, you in the East Coast car, because it ain't really a New York car, it's an East Coast car. We're going to ask you to see your paperwork. We're going to have something called the paperwork party. You're going to bring your paperwork. We're going to check your paperwork to make sure you don't have a 5K1. If you're not cooperating, then cool. You know, you can hang around us. But in a lot of cases, people don't come to the party because they're cooperating. They have a 90% conviction rate because most people are flipping. People are telling on their mom. And then they generally have to go and roll their shit up and move to a whole new unit. But on that. No, 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 no. Listen, 
They're killers. People like Alpo. Who told? But who will murder you? Let's not get this like let's not get this uh, construed with just because he he ride it somehow that he's like he's he's soft. I didn't uh, say that. Send me the bull. Yeah, send me the bull. Kill nineteen people. I said generally they no, have I'm to just, roll. The, I, they have to roll their stuff up. But we got to keep we got to keep the show going because this, this yeah, is yeah, off topic. Going, this off topic. Yeah, uh, whatever you're doing, make sure that you hit that like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, and of course, all the articles you can read on our website at www.hyatnewnews.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched, and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Yeah, coming to the stage is a cannabis and psychedelics reporter and editor over at Green State. And she's also known for having one of the most illustrious collections of Legos in the game. Y'all know who it is. Rochelle Gordon. What you got for us today? You're muted, though. I think you're on mute, Rochelle. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, I was going to say, we talked a little bit earlier about Mega Mike, and now let's find out where he stands on weed. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. So, after weeks of bureaucratic chaos, the U.S. House of Representatives finally has a new speaker. But is it bad news for cannabis advocates? Representative Mike Johnson was elected unanimously as Speaker of the House by Republicans this week, returning some semblance of normalcy to Congress. But the lawmaker has consistently voted against cannabis reform during his tenure, twice saying nay to the Safe Banking Act. The new Speaker also opposed legalizing marijuana in his home state of Louisiana and uh, opposed the Federal Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act. And he has reportedly spoken out against medical marijuana, uh, citing religious reasons uh, as his opposition. Uh, but meanwhile, the Safer Banking Act uh, recently cleared a key Senate committee heading for a full floor vote with widespread support on both sides of the political aisle and previous passing in the House, the bill will likely proceed. Representative Earl Blumenauer, co-chair of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, believes that bipartisan support for certain marijuana bills will supersede Speaker Johnson's personal beliefs. Quote, in the words of John Boehner, there is a tradition of speakers who evolve on the issue of cannabis, Representative Blumenauer said in a statement, as reported by Marijuana Moment. While I do not know if this is going to happen anytime soon with Speaker Johnson, his commitment to an open process and the growing support we have for safe banking and the Veterans Equal Access Act makes me optimistic that progress can be made this Congress. However, conversations around cannabis are another story. The Speaker Johnson opposing reform and a laundry list of other priorities for lawmakers to sort out, including the ongoing conflicts in the Middle East, Congress may delay cannabis reform altogether. The same goes for the Farm Bill, which was due for renewal this year. The bill offers guidance for the emerging hemp industry and many expected updates on the legality of hemp-derived cannabinoids like Delta-8 and HHC. While it remains to be seen whether the newly minted speaker will play a pivotal role in potential federal marijuana legalization or reform, speculation is indeed taking off. But only time will tell how the cards will fall, and in a major election cycle, it could be a battle to the finish line. So... That was my story for Green State. I'm curious what you guys think. Like, does this guy have a role in how cannabis reform will play out, or is it beyond him? Well, he'll have a role I as think. far as allowing what 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 uh, what goes up to the floor for a vote. 
in the House because he's running the House. But I do agree with Congressman Blumenauer in regards that uh, that the speakers tend to evolve on this. And so I don't think that he'll allow his personal opinions to get in the way of actual progress. But time will tell. Yeah, I personally your head, Dale, too. Oh, sorry, Rico. What are you going to say? I'm just saying he's fake. You got a fake name. I don't trust him at, at all. <laughs> Dude, Mike John, Mike Johnson, get out of here, man. <laughs> this guy's a. This guy is the ops. <laughs> Come on, he is a plant. He is a plant. I don't trust anybody that that, that is against cannabis for religious reasons. Get out. He said. He said his his ID really says McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> hey, he does look like a McLovin, too, if you, when you look at the picture. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Man, I don't think I want to read my story after even hearing this because my I'm serious because my story was about a bipartisan push. But at the time of the story, it was still within our time. They they didn't have the speaker, you know, in it yet. I and mean, when you really think about it and you just hear about this guy's track record, I, I like the fact that, um, see, the, when you have a private jet like uh, this guy Jason does, you have friends like like Mr. Johnson who you can't really say, like, you know, what you want about. But he's not my friend, and I don't have a private jet, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just say what I got to <laughs> say. It, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel like, there isn't a snowball chance in hell while he's speaker. Any real legislation will come out of that house that will be substantial enough to say we have real legalization for marijuana. I, I, I just don't see I, it. I, 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 dis I, I disagree with that because there's a difference between between not being opposed to it and a, a difference between not being opposed to it and a difference of um, allowing for, for, for progress or not trying to hurt or stifle. And there's a big difference um, and people need to understand that there's there are certain members of Congress that are totally against this and are trying to stop any progress or are defectors. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that just don't support it, but don't don't care one way or the other. And if they have to vote for it, they're just going to vote no. And I would put him in that category as of today. Well, we'll I don't see. Trust this yeah, because I've had more him. than a, a few headbutting sessions with people who are evangelical Christians and their faith does not allow them favorably view marijuana or cannabis and it's it's hard to break through because you end up fighting about shit that's not relevant to the discussion and in this case this guy is going to get into pissing matches over abortion over lgbtq rights and i don't know that we're going to get enough traction for cannabis uh out of this republican uh group who just finally went in i think they put guns to people's head and said if you don't vote for this motherfucker you ain't leaving the room alive <laughs> you guys need to stop this shit. So you know what? what? When you come back out of that, and they now, okay, now we can be as obstreperous as we want to be here. Let this guy see if he can ride this buck and bronco. I'm, I'm just not real optimistic. It's a shame. We've got so many other things going on. Uh, but cannabis is not the most important thing in the world right now. It's not. Mm, very true. People are killing each other around the world. And this is a, this is a plant of peace. People mm. are killing each other. So we got some problems to deal with out there, and I, I'm just not. Wish I was more optimistic, but I've butted heads with the church ladies too many times. Can't get anywhere with them. I just encourage anyone that wants to say that they're against cannabis for religious beliefs to make sure that they read the Old Testament, because oftentimes these evangelicals only want to focus on what's in the New Testament and act like the Old Testament doesn't even exist. What if you ain't Christian, yeah. Jason? And by the way, there's a great article on Green State from a uh, religion expert uh, about whether smoking weed is a sin. And so I'll send that all to you in the computer, but I encourage you all to uh, check it out. Oh, for sure. The answer Please is send probably it out. Please send it out. If the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't on that list when I was being raised up and reading That's, that book. Well, I, I mean, there's... The, the, it, yeah. It's funny because in the Jewish religion, the, the, the head... The, the head um, in in the Jewish religion, the, the the leaders in that space acknowledge cannabis and 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 don't say that it's a sin. And yet, evangelicals who follow these um, Israel Israel teachers um, need to take a page from their book and need to need to go out to Israel and have a serious conversation with them. The burning bush was DMT. Uh, are you sure? I'll leave it there. I thought it was cannabis. No, it was DMT. They had uh, um, they had cannabis, psilocybin, ergot. 
elixirs that they used to drink, and that was the original communion they had in the Catholic Church. Not wine, huh? It's been proven by archaeology, science. Read the immortality key. It's actually been proven, and it is 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 having uh, people's heads spin currently because you know what? Jesus was out there with all the prostitutes, all the poor people getting high as fuck. I mean, I mean, yeah, they found tobacco and coca in a mummy from a thousand BC. Oh, there was a whole awesome. lot of stuff going on back in the Mediterranean basin. Oh yeah, a long time ago. Um, oh yeah, there is nothing new under the sun, and consequently, we we have become so uh, self-centered that we think that this is the most advanced civilization ever. And I, I, I just don't believe that that's the case. I believe that with time. Whatever goes up comes down. Uh, civilizations become a race. We start all over again, and then we reach a pinnacle at some point of what we think we have, and then it happens again. You know, and I just think that that's the case. I don't think that nothing is new under the sun, though. I think that the things that we have now, a lot of it was back, done back then, especially in terms of marijuana. When you look at even uh, uh, ancient Kemet, you'll find that marijuana was a plant that was readily available so i just don't see it as something that's just new or something that people didn't know you know that we had or nothing's under the sun mm -hmm. yeah but you know what <clears throat> mike johnson is an op <laughs> i said it right here shout out shout out to mike johnson welcome to being the speaker of the house i, mean, I, I hope he's the, i hope he's what i hope he's what you said he is jason i hope that he may have his own reservations but mm -hmm. i hope that he's um uh uh, I hope that he's a good enough person to be able to say, you know, this is what's what's wanted by the overall amount, you know, of people, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to go for it. I hope that's the case, but I'm going to hold my reservations tell. on time that. Time will tell. Time, time, time will tell. And on that, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to go right into commercial, and we'll be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. That's what they're talking about. But coming up next, that's right, from the great red state of Texas, that's right, it is the man who loves Delta 8, but at the same time, Claims that he also loves Oklahoma flowers. That's right. It is the man from the Lone Star State, Mr. Stone Slade. Oh, Jason, you turned it up a notch today. Hey, I'm looking forward to coming out and seeing you. Since I won't be on the show again until after we're out there, Halloween, West Hollywood, Jason's back. Go to meet. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Today, my story, not as serious as everybody else. We're talking a little innovation in the cannabis space. We reported earlier this year when I think it was Denver, Colorado had the, the climate controlled vending machines. Well, now New York City State of the Art Cannabis Museum, the House of Cannabis, THC NYC, located in the trendy Soho neighborhood, has just added a unique feature. While previously visitors could admire cannabis art and learn about its history, they, could, they couldn't actually purchase cannabis there. But this month that changed. And while you can buy products at cannabis products at THC NYC, there is a twist can't consume them within the museum walls. Now, how does that work? It's simple. THC NYC has incorporated kiosks, allow visitors to come place their orders from Union Square Travel Agency, which is a cannabis store. Like most dispensaries, they offer a range of cannabis products from edibles, flowers to tinctures. They deliver your order to the museum within an hour. It's pretty much like placing an order at a, at a takeaway uh, from your favorite restaurant. Ooh, hard one. Paul Yao, the CEO of Union Square Travel Agency, views this collaboration as a, the future of cannabis hospitality. We've admired the House of Cannabis since its inception. Both of us aim to introduce visitors to the multifaceted world of cannabis in an educational yet engaging manner. He remarked, this delivery service exemplifies the kind of innovation hospitality in the cannabis industry is progressing too. Now, while you may not be able to indulge on the premises, THC NYC ensures a psychedelic journey for its patrons. They opened earlier this spring. The museum houses an array of immersive experiences from the Emporium, uh, which is a musical odyssey, the joint and ever-evolving uh, art, art exhibition, 
Hydrodome, a mesmerizing, mesmerizing brainwave video display, and there's something for everyone. There's even a munchie-centric cafe for when hunger strikes. But THC NYC isn't just about entertainment. They span four floors, covering 25,000 square feet at 427 Broadway. The museum intertwines art, science, a profound look into the social justice implications surrounding cannabis prosecutions. It's an enlightening experience tailored to captivate both cannabis aficionados and the uninitiated. In the near future, THC NYC plans to roll out music events, film screenings, a joint rolling masterclass, and an intriguing hot box experience. I'm hoping that means that you'll be able to smoke within the premises. They also intend to host discussions centering on social justice, health, and wellness. And if you're pondering what to do while waiting for your cannabis order, they provide ample distractions. You can wander through the exhibits, pick up souvenirs from the gift shop, enjoy a snack in the cafe. For those interested, $35 to go in. However, if you're just there to make a purchase from the kiosk, no admission fee is required. I'm Stone Slade reporting for the High News. So if you want to make a purchase, there's no no entrance fee. They waive that. They waive that. That's well, it's out. I don't think it's actually inside. It's out outside. You make your purchase. You're, you're not. I mean, they'll let you in the gift shop, I'm sure. Is this but. like a red box? <laughs> Is this like a red box for weed, Stone? A red box. Not exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, at least it's, it's being delivered from a dispensary. The Colorado had the actual vending machine where products were kept inside inside the machine. So, I mean. Who knows what you're going to get at the end. Hopefully, it's a quality product. I mean, I had a vending machine long before that, but it was just your basic vending machine. You came inside, put your money in, and a bag would fall at the bottom. Did COVID kill Redbox? It might have. I've seen them. They're out there. Yeah, they exist. I see them ever out there, too. Okay. Maybe just in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's because it's called Redbox. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, there you go, Stone. And the horn. Give him the horn. It's red, man. Ah, it's it's red. You give us oh, Alpha quick enough right now. Oh, man. This place is cool, oh, though. Um, I've been there. Yeah. The museum. You've been there? Yeah, and they have um, it's it's really, really immersive, and there's a lot going on. Like, there's one part where, not spoiler alert, you're like on a big record moving around like a sound bad situation but they also have um, on the top floor i actually did the show there um one time when i was in new york but they're opening a um like kind of a lounge private co-working event space on the top floor that's cannabis friendly and it's super sick they have like uh really nice green furniture plants they have like a whole succulent wall um i think they've had a couple of private events there so far um but they're hoping to do more and i think that this partnership um, with the dispensary could have a big role in that as well, especially with the product for the parties. Interesting. Very, it very seems pretty cool. Um, they they got to add a, smoke, a smoking section somewhere there. Well, that she, oh, she, she said they're going to have a smoking section on the top floor, right, Rochelle? Yeah, you can smoke up there, um, but like it's a it's like a private space. Like people who buy entrance to the museum can't just go up there. You have to like be in the know at this point. But they are going to host events there. So it's like a it's like a nice. it's like a, a social lounge in Spain. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So all you got to do is know somebody. Just send the right person the right DM and you're in. <laughs> Precisely. Mm-hmm. Let them know you know Mike Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Johnson sent me. Oh, man. That was good. That was good. You ready, Rico? Two flights up and ask for Gus. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Y'all know what it is. Coming to the stage next, he is the most hated man in the universe when it comes to black and latino most dangerous men on earth coming to the stage out of somewhere in texas in the in the southwest wing of the largest house (laughs) in the all (laughs) my man tony montega thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and I want to thank all of my, my co-hosts here today and to everyone out there that is currently affected by the tragic, uh, tragic shooting that just took place. We want to send our condolences and our prayers to all of your loved ones and everyone that's been affected, as well as to all the Israelis and Palestinians that are uh, affected by the war. We are sending our prayers and our love to you guys, too. So from the bottom of my hearts. We're letting you guys know that we're praying for you. Today, our story is bipartisan congressional lawmakers filed 
marijuana legislation bill, and this is brought by Kyle Jager. Mr. Jager, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Jager. Bipartisan House lawmakers have refiled another bill to federalize, to federally legalize marijuana while taking steps to preserve existing state cannabis markets. <clears throat> Sponsored by Representative Nancy Mace, Republican, South Carolina, the state's Reform Act was first introduced in 2021, serving as an alternative to a Democrat-led legislation proposal that's cleared the House twice in recent years. At that time, Mace's bill had only GOP co-sponsors. The text of the new version of the legislation, which has a handful of both Democrat and Republicans signed on, isn't available yet, so it's unclear if there have been meaningful changes. Even more uncertain are its prospects of advancing under the GOP-controlled House, where we know it's saying it's vacant now, but we know it's not vacant, so we have to talk about that. As a condition of her vote on the bill to raise the debt ceiling and cut certain federal programs, May said that she secured a commitment from the former speaker to hold a committee markup on her cannabis bill. But that never happened. Mace was among uh, the handful of Republican members to boot the speaker this month, citing unfulfilled promises without explicitly noting the marijuana markup pledge. In any case, the State Reform Act, as introduced last session, would have ended federal cannabis prohibition at the same time that it sought to uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, engender bipartisan support by incorporating certain uh, equity provisions, such as expungements from people with nonviolent cannabis convictions and imposing an excess tax revenue from which that would have supported community reinvestment, law enforcement, and small business administration activities. The bill is primarily aimed at having the federal government treat marijuana in a similar manner to alcohol. Cannabis will be removed from the Controlled Substance Act, CSA, with retroactive uh, FX for people previously punished. The bill's original co-sponsors List has changed since the last version. Representative Tom McClintock, Republican, California, stayed on, but Representative Brian Maist, Republican, uh, uh, Republican of Florida, co-chair of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, is not listed as a co-sponsor this round, nor is the late uh, Representative Don Young, uh, Republican of um, Arkansas, who the Florida congressman replaced on the caucus. Representative Peter Maher, a uh, Republican of uh, Michigan, was the last, Minnesota, I'm sorry, no, no, Michigan, was uh, last, was on the bill last, but lost a primary challenge in 2022. This time, Representative Matt Gates of uh, Republican of Florida has joined as an original co-sponsor among with two Democrats, Representative Dean Phillips, Democrat, uh, Minnesota, who is expected to challenge uh, President Joe Biden for the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination, is signed on, as, of, as is Representative David Throne, Democrat of MD, which is Maryland, I believe. Marijuana movement reached out to Mace and Mass's offices for comment about why he is not on the bill this time around, but representatives were not immediately available. During the last congressional during the last Congress, Mace emphasized that she wanted to build bipartisan support for the legislation, but at no point did it garner additional co-sponsors beyond those who signed on at its introduction. Under the legislation as filed last session, federal cannabis convictions would have needed to be expunged within one year. People affiliated with cartels or who have been convicted of driving under the influence would not have been eligible for the relief. However, Mesa's office estimated that about 2,600 people would be released from prison from federal incarceration under the provision. There would have been a 3% federal excess uh, tax on cannabis under the bill. Revenue from federal marijuana taxes would have gone to a newly created law enforcement retraining and, su and successful second chances uh, fund and distri uh, distributed to programs under the Omni 
uh, Bus Crime Control and Safe Streets Act. The Edward Byrne Memorial Justice Assistance Grant JAG program, the Community Orientated Policing Service Hiring Program, a new successful Second Chances Program under the Small Business Administration, SBA, Veterans Mental Health Program, state programs to combat opioid addiction and efforts to prevent youth um, cannabis use. The Treasury's Department Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, TTB, which would have been named uh, which would have be uh, which would be which would have been renamed the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Cannabis Tax and Trade Bureau would have been the chief regulator for marijuana with respect to interstate commerce and international trade. The agency would have been taxed with creating a track and trace system for marijuana for cannabis, and federal officials would be authorized to issue packaging and labeling requirements for uh, for products. The legislation would have grandfathered existing state licensed cannabis uh, operators into the federal scheme to ensure continued patient access and incentivize participation in the legal market. The refiling of the State Reform Act comes about a month after 33 Democrat House lawmakers led by Judiciary Committee Ranking Member Gerald Nadler, Democrat of New York, introduced the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement more act to federally legalize marijuana while promoting equity in the industry. The comprehensive legislation, uh, the, the comprehensive legalization legislation has passed the House twice in recent sessions. But this marked the first time it was introduced with the Republicans in control of the chamber, raising serious questions about whether it will move. The Judiciary Committee, which is the primary panel of jurisdiction, of jurisdiction, of jurisdiction is chaired by anti-cannabis representative Jim Jordan. That's my guy. I'm sorry they threw him under the bus. Of Ohio, who lost his own bid for the speakership. The reintroduction of both legislation bills also comes amid a federal cannabis scheduling review that Biden directed last year. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, has advised the Drug uh, Enforcement Administration, the DEA, to move marijuana to a Schedule 3 after completing its scientific review. While a, a Congressional Research Service, CRS, report last uh, released last month said it was likely DEA would follow suit based on the uh, precedent the uh, law enforcement agency does not have to adhere to the HHS recommendations. What do you guys think? The, I, the, I'm a big fan of the States Reform Act. It's the most common sense legislation that has been introduced to deschedule cannabis with a very moderate excise tax and allows for interstate trade. So I'm all for that. I like the fact that it's going to go back too and uh, give relief to uh, 2,600 people that shouldn't be incarcerated in the first place. And mm -hmm. it's mind-boggling how you can actually pinpoint that there's 2,600 people that it would directly affect, and we're not even doing something about it right now. You know what I mean? Like even if we couldn't get to it at a point where it's just federally legal, we could get to the 2,600 people that you know are currently incarcerated and shouldn't be incarcerated. You you understand? Like. You notice 2,600 people incarcerated, right? Like, you have the whole number right here. Won't you just do something about that while you're trying to still figure this out? Why is it 2,600 people still needlessly suffering for something that you know they shouldn't be suffering for? Everyone right now is actually debating about it. Like, the people should, even Congress should be able to just, you know, send letters to the judges and say, hey, won't you reconsider releasing these people back, you know, into society and letting these people be with their families until we figure it out? Because... How many more years could this go on? And then these people are just sitting behind bars needlessly for no reason. Right. I, I mm -hmm. think uh, I would have more respect for uh, Nancy Mace if she actually brought up this as one of the reasons why she wanted to oust uh, Kevin McCarthy. I think she would have a lot more uh, support from cannabis uh, consumers across the aisle, uh, too. So um, that's my take on it. Uh, well, I what I think up. is hopeful is that we've got bipartisan support to get this out of the Controlled Substances Act and mm -hmm. put it into more of a position that we have with alcohol and tobacco, allow interstate commerce, tax it a little bit. And I, that would be my preference. I hope that, that that can be preserved as the pissing matches get started now over highly partisan problems. Oh, you know, I think that's a good sign, but 
I think we've got some some battles coming up. We've got a you know we've got a continuing resolution to bring up in less than a month now, uh, and that's going to be a war. And can we get this to move through when they're fighting over other things that I mean they really have invested emotions into and they're nihilist about things. They want to blow shit up. Now you got to come right. together and try to get what seems to be common sense legislation done. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if we could, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. A real talk, man. Facts. So we get our shit together. But support the States Reform Act and support Nancy Mace. It's a great bill. I'll I'll support her cautiously. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Go she, ahead. you know, you know, uh, Amazon is backing her, and Coke Industries is backing yep. her. I'll just leave it at mm-hmm. that. Exactly. And she's a yeah. big ally for cannabis with the most common sense legislation for descheduling of cannabis of any member of Congress. Yeah, because she can mess around and then let Amazon be pushing packs. <laughs> Amazon, you, know, you think Amazon ain't already pushing packs? <laughs> yeah, you think they not, but you know they are, right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think, uh, word on the street is they're getting into the uh, the armored vehicle business business out in New Jersey. <laughs> but thank you all. I heard, they, I heard they're, they're the starting a pigeon the farm, too, Rico. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised thank you all for tuning in for yet another episode of high at nine news you can always catch us weekdays at 9 a.m pacific and of course high noon on the east coast a big thank you to everybody who tuned in today all our live audience supporters uh to our uh, super fans getting their comments live on the big screen to our vetted correspondent team from tuning in from all over bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respective opinions to the table to our production team and all of our sponsors keeping the lights on and usually our AV struggles to a minimum. I know uh, I know, I had a couple of this morning, but you know what? We got it fixed and my mic is sounding real smooth. Thank you for that. Uh, always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the Hyatt 9 News team reads these headlines every single day. Thank you. It has been Thursday, October 26, 2023. The show's over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope it was enough to f- put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. Michelle Gordon. Still with us? You gonna take us out? You gonna take us out today? Oh, thanks, Rico. Um, all I'll say is what I usually say: keep the vibes high. Keep the vibes. High.